I've been a Hawksoft user for 15 years. It's all about ease of use, access to information, and price. I bought an agency a few years back that had uh, one of the competitors and two users. I added those two users to my account, and the new price with Hawksoft was still one-fourth of the price with that other company. I don't know why anybody else would do anything but Hawksoft. You've got a KPI dashboard that works great and uh, everything just top notch. They have a great uh, users group that gives you a lot of information and you can pick up a mentor for using Hawksoft or just hey, a mentor for business too through the users group. So I'm Rodney Cook, Cook Insurance Group. And you should use Hawksoft because it's the best one out there. Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy. Industry's hard enough as it is. We really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse. And we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Hawksaw. God, I love Hawksaw. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All-American, rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Chick-fil-A messed our order up two days in a row. About right. You know, I was telling Shelby, when you set a standard like Chick-fil-A, and then you mess up, it Mm. almost makes it ten times worse Uh because you're not expecting it. Yep. You know, if I go over here to Wendy's next door and They're order three meals, I know two of them are going to be screwed up. Right. So it's almost like 10 times worse because I'm like, now I don't have my freaking barbecue sauce. Well, anyway. Bradley, I got seven different types of irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, high blood pressure. I was called last week to tell me, no, no, two weeks ago that I, I took some tests 
I'm pre-diabetic, which was followed up Friday by the call that you guys heard live on the air a few days, like a few weeks ago about how that I was at a high risk for stroke and I don't need my blood pressure to get up because I could actually have a stroke. And Bradley walks in today with a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, which means three hours from now when I get to about Ardmore, Alabama, I'll have to stop at the seediest gas station that has ever been put on the planet Earth, and I will have to dominate their bathroom for about 20 minutes. So At least you can play slots in the bathroom while you do that. <laughs> Bradley, let me tell you what I got going on at the house. Okay. So I'm not too far away from driving back to Huntsville, Alabama. My wife and my daughter are both in Chicago, Illinois, on vacation this week. Mm-hmm. See, so, I figured you'd stay another night. Since I, right at the end. I am going, hell no. I got to go back and slay dragons for the rest of the you. week. I, I ain't got, got time for that. I'm going to be at home by myself for the next three days. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I know, right? I'm just going to lay in our king-size bed and just watch whatever I want on Netflix. If he's going to be in his tidy whities for yeah. 48 hours 100%. straight. 100%. Is the house going to be clean when she gets back? Oh, yeah, because we yeah. got a lady to clean like <laughs> up So I was at a uh, – I won a bottle of bourbon in a bourbon lottery a couple months, couple months ago, and I was in line, and there was a lady there. This is seven o'clock in the morning. There's mm-hmm. a lady there and she had a four week old. Mm. She does not drink, mm-hmm. lives in Gulf Shores, which is about three hours away from where we were. And her husband registered her and she, won. and she did not know he registered her and she won. And the person that registers has to go pick it up. Mm. And she was telling me this and I looked at her and I said, I bet that freaking house is going to be clean when you get back. She said, it better be. <laughs> Guys, we got an all-star guest on today. I'm getting ready to go home and watch whatever I want on the streaming services because my wife, again, when your wife's there, you kind of have to watch what she wants to watch. For sure. At least I do. Yeah. I'm like, so, baby, what do you want to watch? Oh, I want to watch this or that. You mean well, you what to watch? Sports documentary. Old Dads. Have you watched Old Dads no. with Bill Bill Burr's new movie? I bet it's good. It is. It's so Bill Burr. <laughs> it, I think he directed it. It's phenomenal. All right. anyway. Got an all-star guest on today. We got a lot to talk about. Our mission on this podcast has not changed since 2017 our mission is to help you agents any way we can hopefully what happens today is our guest is able to give us a little bit of information that maybe one of you guys out there maybe it it, maybe it just turns your whole agency in a different direction and you're able to live the life that that we all three know that you deserve to live out there today so that's my hope for today so without further ado, I want to give him the introduction that he's always deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, he's originally from Wagner, Oklahoma, and he currently resides in Coetta, Oklahoma. He is married to his high school sweetheart, Lauren. I love that so much. That makes me happy. Made me smile. And they have three beautiful babies. Maverick Whalen, three years old. Walker Lee, one year old. And Kyler Kenneth. By the way, Kyler. If your dad hasn't told you, I know you're only one years old, but tonight for story time in bed, maybe he can explain to you what an alliterative name is. That's where you have two first letters that are exactly the same. The K and the K, Kyler and Kenneth. Guys, Maverick, Walker, Kyler, go hug your daddy's neck and tell him how proud you are of him. That would mean more to him than anything you could ever give him. He and his wife both attended Oklahoma State University, and he was a principal agent at Farmers Insurance 
in 2020 and today. Since June of 2021, he is the agency owner of Bison Ridge Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first-time guest on the IGP, Mr. Maverick Brant Pitchford. How are you, Maverick? I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for the introduction. It is crazy to get to hear you do that for me. I've been listening since before I opened my independent shop's doors. So as you're going through it, I'm saying it along with you, you know, and it's just cool to get to hear all this, and I appreciate the time. Hey, Maverick. Maverick, great name. I know your mom named you that after an old cowboy. Tell us that story. I got it. Before we get into insurance, I got to hear the name, how we came up with the name Maverick. Yeah. So uh, obviously everyone always thinks that I was named after um, Top Gun. Uh, So this is always kind of a unique story to tell the fact that my mom was 18 years old working at Walmart in town working. I think she was at the jewelry counter and a, he was actually a little kid, grew up to be a pretty good uh, rodeoer in town. But at the time he was a little kid, she asked him what his name was and you know, in a good Southern accent, said, my name's Maverick. And she said, well, if I ever have a little boy name, I'm going to name him Maverick. And uh, that's what I was, you know, named after. So it's, it's not a crazy story, but it's, it gives you a little bit of a unique twist rather than just being named after Top Gun, like most people assume. Right. And I love that name. I'll tell you a confession. Go ahead. I've never seen Top Gun. Really? Oh my gosh. Never seen, didn't see the second one either. Uh, I definitely see the first one first. I do think it stands up to some degree. I think it stands up. You'd, You'd like it. It's, uh. You know, it seems like females like it a lot more than guys. You know, they play the volleyball mm-hmm. game with the shirts off and and all that. It's it's a good movie, Maverick. So that's what you're gonna watch. Wait, so, so you're telling me you're telling me my wife doesn't like that movie just because it has the name Maverick in it? She likes it because the volleyball scene. I, I hate to be the one to break that to you, but uh, <laughs> did you like the movie Top Gun, the original Top Gun? Bradley's saying he's never seen it before. Is it worth in the year of our Lord 2023? Is it worth him giving it a watch? Or have we just moved? Is it too too far down the road? I may be saying this because I'm young, uh, 26 years old, and the new one is actually my favorite. I like the second one better, but I think it's worth watching. Of course, I have a little bit of nostalgic value with it, so of course I have a little bit more. Uh, and the only reason I said watch the first one first is there is some there is some similar. You 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 almost would have to see the first yeah, one to know, of the story. yeah to know yeah. kind of what's going on in the second one because definitely in the second one. The whole basis of the movie is the kid that's in the second movie was was Goose's son. Yeah, so you you you'd kind of, you know kind of like all these other movies that are that have sequels. Uh, you kind of would want to know. Oh, I I know why he doesn't like you, Matt. You know that kind of thing. Exactly. So yeah, no, it's great. To, I think you should definitely watch it, Bradley. Yeah, it's it's probably worth a watch. Maverick, let's talk insurance now. Take us back to twenty nineteen. You're running around doing stuff that 20-year-olds do. How old are you now? I'm 26. 26, my bad. So yes, 20, let's say 2019, 2018, you're, you know, you're you're in your 20s obviously. Yeah. You decide to get an insurance. Climb in my DeLorean for just a moment and kind of take us back in time, tell us how you got into the industry and bring us up to today. Yeah, so I uh, was working at a regional bank here uh, around our area. And realized pretty quickly that the family that owned that bank was not letting Maverick take over. 
Um, so I figured, <laughs> I figured I needed to figure something else out and find me a new position. Um, so I was praying about it, you know, and uh, this lady kept coming to my, my office there at the bank and, you know, she was a farmer's, um, I didn't know this at the time, she was a farmer's district employee. And uh, I asked her, hey, how do you get involved in insurance? Because it's just something that the Lord kind of laid on my heart. Um, right. She was like, you know, give me my card, give me your card and, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have my district manager uh, reach out to you. Side note, I actually just remember this as I tell you this. I actually gave her a different employee's card. So for like two days, the district manager was texting me. And he was on, on, purpose, to me as, on purpose? No, on no, purpose? no, on accident. No, on oh, accident. Oh. And so he was referring to That's me That's a bad as a way to get name. started. They're like, yeah, this guy yeah, can't yeah, even yeah. give me the right business card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he was referring to me as a different name, and I was just ignoring it. And then finally, I realized who it was, and I was like, That's hey, so you know, funny. I'd love to get started. And that was uh, January of, I guess, 2019, somewhere around right. there. Um, I know the date exactly because I actually got licensed on my birthday, which is Valentine's Day. So a month after I gave that card, I was fully licensed, had quit the bank, was working at Farmers. So wow. I'm pretty quick to pull the trigger on things when I figure out something I want to do. And so that's kind of been the mantra this whole time, this whole industry. I'll tell you something funny that that just reminded me of as far as like wrong names go. You'll think this is funny. So, you know, we're pretty casual here at Portal. You know, our, our dress code is dressed for your day. Well, Kenneth's dress is relatively nice. This is nice for me. I'm wearing a flannel and a t-shirt. Need something nice to sit on the couch and, and read your book with. Yeah. Today. <laughs> and there's a newspaper salesman that comes by the office to sell newspaper ads. Mm. And because of the way Kenneth dresses versus the way I dress, he thinks Kenneth is the owner I can see and that. completely ignores me. That's funny. Well, then yesterday, uh, Friday, I was here and there was two sales guys with uh like mass mutual and those, those people come by here all the time because they see online that we don't sell life insurance. Like, Oh, we're going to sign portal up to sell life insurance while we were podcasting. They were here. No Friday. So they, okay. they came by and I saw them standing in the lobby and, and I was Friday, man, you know, it's, you know, Friday's a catch up day. So I was just kind of, you know, I was in my gym clothes, I think. And so I, I stood up and I, I was like, Hey, can I help you guys? And they like the guy like waved me off. You sit no, down. no, no, you're, you're, you're good. He's, he's taking care of us. Yeah. Go sit down. <laughs> and I was like, he has no idea that like, you're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best gatekeeper ever. I right. don't have a gatekeeper. The gatekeeper is everybody in the office dresses nicer than Bradley and no salesman <laughs> want to talk to Bradley. <laughs> That's so funny. funny. That is pretty good. good. I like that. Hey, Maverick. So we get with farmers. One day we eat a bad piece of pizza. We decide we're going to go out on our own. Is that kind of what happened? Is that kind of, is that? Kind yeah, of, I, uh, I mean, there was of course some things that I thought didn't get handled correctly there with, you know, getting office and those type of things, but we, we start listening, than, we start listening to the insurance guys podcast and we're right. like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a, a minute. Yeah. I, uh, I saw the light on the other side and realized, um, I was 23 at the time. I was like, I'm going to, I had kind of figured out with farmers, Hey, I like this industry. I'm uh, not terrible at it. I could probably make a career out of this. Um, and so, I plan on being in it a while, right? And I thought there's no reason for me to stay at Farmers any longer. If I know eventually I'm going to go independent. So I had a conversation with my wife and said, hey, look, we're in our early 20s right now. Um, regardless of what industry I'm in, we're not going to be, you know, mega rich or anything. So let's make this jump now where we have, you know, one kid, no mortgage, all of those things. Um, and so she, you know, put the still of approval on it. We opened by search insurance and we've been rolling ever since. I didn't ask you, but where did, did she work with you? No, no, that would okay. not that would not work out. Uh, she is a teacher. She's a the, teacher. So the last guest we had's wife worked with him, and yeah. Scott was not a fan of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I, no, I, I, no, I think it can work. I just think you got to have clear communication and and expectations. Yeah. And at some point, you got to go home and decide we're going 
get naked and stop stop talking about insurance for just a few yeah, minutes you know that's, definitely yeah that's, I, I i don't want to be talking about insurance in bed with her no, that's for sure no no um so, yeah so, but i mean so she put the seal of approval on it and then we jumped in and got rocking and rolling and, and we've been going ever since so so bring us up to today here we are today we are the agency owner for bison ridge insurance i mean and, as if your first name wasn't cool enough you I could know. not have picked a cooler name for your agency and i mean we got the i know got the bison in the background here just for you somebody and, actually know. you know i talk about that being a buffalo uh -huh. somebody commented on one of my my con pieces of content about it you know that's actually a bison not a buffalo <laughs> like you're definitely an underwriter yeah that's funny yeah, yeah so i mean i actually the reason i mean i named bison ridge insurance completely off of that that uh you know mantra that you kind of talk you? about bradley yeah i did actually that's so cool. the whole the whole reason behind it was, you know, I want my clients, which I mean, this is my fault. I have not done a great job at branding it, but as a one man shop, I only have so much time and we're kind of overflowed with business right now as it is. So eventually I plan on yeah. putting out a whole marketing scheme of, hey, this is why Bison Ridge is named what it is. And, and it's the fact that you need to understand that insurance is there for when bad things happen. And at Bison Ridge Insurance, we turn and face that storm and run straight to it. So mm. that's exactly what we're looking for. If there's not an agency owner in Montana that doesn't own a bison something yeah. insurance, mm -hmm. that's that's a problem. We need to we, exactly. need, we need to start that. Hey, exactly. what's the what's the biggest issue you're running into right now that Bradley and I can help you with? I'm not the best at time management. I'm still a one man shop. Technically, I have two. I have a VA that works for me. Here's your here's your guy right here. I, yeah. I'm pointing I'm pointing at him right now. Yeah, you need help with yeah. time management. He's your guy. It's just something that um, I'm not great at giving up my time. And then I spend, I'm, I'm to a point where I need to allocate my time differently to make more mm -hmm. money. If that's what it right. runs to. How many, how many employees do we have? So I just have a VA. I'm still a one man shop. Okay. Awesome. We're trying to keep, I'm trying to keep it as slim as possible. I know that maybe not there the best way for growth, but I, uh, I kind of have the mindset that, like I said, I am 26. And so I have a long way ahead of me. So I'm okay growing a little bit slower as long as I keep that profits high. You want me to tell you a time management hack that I've, that I've been doing recently is I, on my calendar, um, so I use VimCal, which sits on top of Google Calendar, but I think you can use do this on Google Calendar too. But you can, if you look at, so I have my day like open, right? And you can zoom in. Mm -hmm. So you can make an hour time slot look a millimeter or you can make it look like three inches. So I have it really expanded. Saw that. And it's like a psychological thing. It it makes it, even though the little thing moves faster, the little line that shows what time you're at in the day, being able to see, oh, I have a gap here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it allows you to find little gaps throughout the day versus having everything kind of bunched up. You yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like and I think lot. another hack would be getting Rand and I lunch at 7 o'clock in the morning. That, that's, 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 that's true, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he sends me my schedule. Because he's my handler, uh, <laughs> Monday morning at seven a.m. and instead of it being, it's it's in that little block that yeah, you're yeah. talking about yeah. where you can see hour by hour from eight a.m. to five p.m. Well, that's if you're if you listen on the show, go to YouTube. If you listen on the podcast, go to YouTube. I'm gonna pull it up here. There he goes. It's basically <laughs> zoomed in, so you can. It's easier to recognize gaps in the day because I think a lot of people. Let's say you have a meeting at 11 o'clock and it ends at 1140 and you don't have another one until 12. Well, a lot of people will waste that 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
versus seeing, oh, I have 20 minutes. What's something I can handle? You know what I mean? You know what? I'm looking at Maverick, and he reminds me a lot of a young Scott Howell. I'll tell you one. Of, I you bet you I know exactly what. Like. i tell you <laughs> one of his problems he's got because he's probably just like I am. I'm a guy that will have a 30-minute a meeting blocked off from 11.30 to 12, and I'll look up, and it, it'll be 1.30 or yeah. 1 o'clock. You know, I've been – I've been on the I'm phone. I'm so shocked. I cannot believe that. I I had it in there for 30 minutes. Yeah. And now it's like 12:15. Well, now the rest of your day's behind and You're, you may be behind on a as, meeting. As a guy who has to manage your calendar when yeah. we do these podcasts, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Are you kind of that way too? <laughs> if he gets behind the first the first recording of that You're first done. day, man, the, the rest of the day's it's over. You're trying done. to get yeah, caught no, I, back I up. Yeah, I definitely I definitely resonate with that. I uh, I actually removed um on call presentations with clients when i first started i had no clue what loom was or anything um i've switched over to doing all of our video presentations and it takes a lot of time out of it because you know i'm not going to sit there and talk to camera for an hour but i'll talk to a client for an hour so it's, it's right. definitely helped with that this is scott when you call scott he either hits the do not just he hits the red button what we call the fu button affectionately <laughs> or he answers and he says hey i only got a couple minutes what you got and then you're on the phone an hour and a half <laughs> that's funny if yeah, he yeah, answers the phone, if he answers the phone, you're talking. Mm, you're talking. Yeah, you're going to talk. But I actually like that better because I know he's not going to answer the phone if he can't talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least you self-awareness. That's good, Scott. That's probably important for that. He called me. He texted me Friday. We were supposed to be on a call. And I ran into the bathroom at the doctor's office and called him back. And I'm like, I think I called you on a video call or something. I'm, From the bathroom. Yes. Hey, dude, I'm at the doctor's office. I can't talk right now, but it worked <laughs> out. Anyway. So here we are, year of our Lord, 2023. It's in October. We've been at this now for the better part of two years, a little over yeah. two years. Where are we at today? What where 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 are the holes? What are the holes? What do we need to work on? What are we what are we doing? Where are we at? Yeah, uh, I mean the uh, we're we're doing good. We're growing at a, at an extremely fast pace. I've actually um, had to temper off my marketing and stuff because we were just pulling in too much and that sounds terrible to say but we were just pulling in i had people waiting too that, long that's, for a, quotes. that's a very mature single agent owner problem and it's good that you recognized it because most people yeah. go the other way they yeah and it, what they're doing and it affects the customer <laughs> experience yeah and, and i didn't want to start getting you know bad google reviews and those type of things where people are saying hey i reached out to him never heard back so really tampered off and so um we have another va coming on getting her we'll hire another va get them fully trained up and then we're going to hit the ground running in 2024 and, and we're planning on growing very large in 2024 uh i'm hoping to grow by 100 is what my goal is so we'll, what, we'll see if we make it what's been your so to that young guy that's where you were a few years ago, wants to start an agency, take us through kind of what your advice would be for that person and how did you do that differently or the same? Yeah, uh, my biggest advice is ask questions. Uh, this industry is insanely open to giving out advice. Um, and I think that as a young person, I think a lot of 26-year-olds do not ask questions in general. They'll go Google it. They'll go try to find it somewhere else. I get on a call. I try to do every week, but usually it's every other week with a call around, uh, you know, an agent around the nation that I just find who's they're doing something better than me. And it may be 15 minutes, but I have a specific question I have for them. And, and Bradley, I've called you before, Scott, I've called you before. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm just going to ask you. And then there may be, it may not pertain to me at all what you say, but there may yeah. be one piece of nugget in there that you have that I can use. And, and that's been so helpful to me. 
solid as new rope. I think I think that's a great thing to say to these agents out there. Don't be afraid, or don't let your ego or your, you know, whatever get in the way of picking up the phone or or emailing somebody and saying, "Hey, man." I heard you on the insurance guys podcast and you sound like you really know what you're doing relative to this thing that I'm having problems with. Right. Help me out here. How do I fix that? Or how do I do that? Or how do I create that or whatever it may be? But the way I tell agents, this is have someone. And and I think it needs the, the person you call regularly. If, you, if you're asking a lot of questions, I almost think you need to have one person that you go to. That way you can get consistent type of advice and I always say, have someone you're not scared to ask questions that make you feel stupid. To right. Right. Like right. literally, because we all have those people that we don't want to, we don't want to ask, you know, something that's yeah, definitely going to make us feel silly. But you, we all have a couple friends that have seen us at our worst that don't care. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I don't know the answer to something that, I should know the answer to, I might call Scott or I might, you know what I mean? Have that person that you can be comfortable with and you know, they're not going to turn around and call somebody. Go, you believe what Maverick you didn't know? Yeah. Can you believe what my, like, uh, I can think of one right now that somebody might, you know, that's just getting into the business might say something like, uh, Hey man, you know, Hey Scott, what's happening, brother? I don't know. Much, not much. What, what you got? What's agency bill mean? Right. Like I, you know, if you've been in the business and independent for, 20 years, you probably call somebody else and go, can you believe that somebody just didn't know what agency build means? But if you just got an insurance, how on earth are you come from a captive carrier? How on earth would you know what agency build is? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know what well, that means. That kind of stuff pisses me off too, because if you're a tenured agent in this industry and you're making fun of another young agent right. who's trying to make things happen right. because they're asking you questions, 100%. just, just, sell your agency and go live under a rock. Like yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. and a matter of fact, I would argue that the young agent that's asking the questions is doing better than you are because at least they're willing to ask the question. You don't yeah, know if exactly. you don't ask. Hey, hey, ask Scott if he knew at 26 how old did you say you were? 26? 26. Yeah. Ask me, ask me if I knew what agency bill meant at 26 what, years what old. No. At, what were you doing at 26? Probably in the Marine Corps. Mm. I think I was in the Marine Corps at 26. 26, 27 is about the time I got out and I went into construction. No, I went into publishing uh, sale, sales, but selling ads from publishing trucking magazine. Really? That was the first thing I so ever So you were did. like the guy that walking in my office trying to sell No, we were ads. doing everything by phone. We didn't. Gotcha. I mean, we, we didn't really go in people's So did, they, did they hire you under one of those hire a veteran military programs? No, but okay. it was one of those things where I was, I had moved to Tuscaloosa because I didn't know what I wanted to do or, you know, I was just kind of a floating around on a cloud, I guess. And I'm sorry you live in Tuscaloosa. That must have been hard. And they hired a lot of young people that yeah. were out of college. And I think yeah. I just kind of fit the mold of, you know, in his twenties, he's, he's not in college anymore. He seems like an outgoing guy. We'll, we'll give, we'll give seems him a flyer. Like, seems like an outgoing <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, we, we'll give him a flyer and just see if, he, yeah. you know, they did a lot of that, which. Where, where do you think you developed your skill of sales? Because sales is a developed skill. I don't think it's a. I think you, I think people have tendencies that make them good at sales, but the actual skill, where do you think you, me or Maverick? You, well, I can oh. ask both of you guys, but you know, we were talking in a pre, in last week's episode about how Scott's about to start taking over more sales duties in his agency because he's the best at it in the agency. I think mine yeah. came from like all my friends 
wanting me to go talk to girls ah, when we were growing guy. up. And, you know, bring, Scott, go over there and talk to that group of girls and get them over here. Yeah. And so I was the one that I, that I would get picked to, like, go over to the girls and say something funny. And, hey, why don't you come over here and hang out with us for the next thing you know? We've got a group of five or six yeah. girls over there with us, you know. My wife's going to hear that and burn all my shit. Through. That's okay. <laughs> so you, you having that confidence to just walk up. I think that sort helped. of developed that. Yeah. And then when you go to sell somebody, it's, it's easier because. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when you're a 15, 16, 17 year old guy walking up to a group of girls can be scary. Heck yeah. You know? And then I think part of it was just personality. Like I never yeah. met a stranger. Yeah, yeah. I was always growing up. I was very, very. Cannot say this enough. Very independent. Mm -hmm. Like didn't, didn't need my parents. Didn't want my parents around. Traveled to California by myself when I was in the sixth grade. Sixth grade is like what? 13, 12 years old. Um, now your was your dad outgoing like that? Uh, yeah, but not, I don't know that to the degree that I am, but yeah. yeah, he's pretty outgoing guy, but I was just always a very, very independent kid. Like just, you know, if they would just keep me watered and fed, I'd pretty much just, mm -hmm. you just, I was a feral cat. Just let me go. I was yeah. just going to do my thing. And so part of it's probably anytime we, we talked in our last episode about the disc profile test, which I don't know that I've ever hired or not hired somebody off the disc profile test, but I will say it gives you a pretty good, yeah. you, you can see in there from their personality who is like going to be that pretty outgoing person. And it is hard yeah. in insurance sales to be really good at sales and insurance. If you hate people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of people don't like people. Yeah. Randy, you like people. Yeah. You, you kind of got a sales orientation uh -huh. about you. Well, he don't runs his own business. So he's in he, sales. He just might not consider that. No, no, he it. is hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about the disc thing, uh, Maverick, do you guys, you do disc? Have you, do you no, no. Guys? So no. I've get you about ten employees, and you'll start doing something. Yeah, <laughs> have, so the mistake that I've made with discs is I have definitely not hired people because of disc assessments, and I actually regret that now. Um, there's several people that come to mind, but there's one in particular that I did not hire because of a disc assessment, and he is just crushing it at another agency right, right now. And we were interviewing someone for a job that worked with him. And I ask, I always ask if somebody's yeah. at an agency, right. are you the top producer in the agency? And this person actually said, no, mm -hmm. such and such is. Mm -hmm. And I immediately, I'm on my computer in the interview. I'm like, that's that dude I didn't hire. Cause yeah. and, and you talk about a kick in the stones like that yeah. just burns me up to this day. So I tell people you can hire based off this, but I wouldn't not hire. I would still give them another interview. Unless it's just like you're hiring him for a sales right. and it shows there's no sales yeah. ability whatsoever, which wasn't the case with this person. But you notice, Bradley, every time you send me a disc profile to kind of uh, like summarize yeah. for you, yeah. I almost always come back and say, I'd take a flyer on them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I'd take a flyer on them and just see because uh -huh. you just you just never know when maybe that day they didn't answer something a way that they might've answered it another day. And I'd hate to not hire well, somebody. And then a lot of times what's going on in their life affects it too. Like right. if somebody's in between jobs, they are going to score off the charts, money motivated. Right. 
because their job is to get another job. When you don't have a job, your job right. is to get another job. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. You know, when you don't have any sales, your job is to get another sale. And so it's going to show that. But I uh I definitely wouldn't wouldn't not hire someone based off that. What I use the disc for now, it's a guide on how I train and manage you. Yeah. And what that's motivates really, them. And yeah. what motivates you and that sort of thing. Because what motivates one person is not going to be what motivates the other. But Maverick, what do you think as far as like your sales skills and that sort of thing? Where do you think you develop those over time? Yeah. I uh, definitely think a lot of it weighs in the fact that I was an only child. Uh, so I had not a lot of, you know, people around the house. I mean, my mom was there, of course, but, you know, I didn't have a lot of kids. So whenever I was out at the park, it was my job to make friends. It was my job to, to you know, go out and, and be friendly. And Scott, Same I know here. Same here. you're a big guy. I'm a big guy. So you got to come off very friendly because a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know about this big giant yeah. person walking towards me. So um, just come off friendly and then be inquisitive. Um, you know, people I've realized very quickly, uh, people like to talk about themselves. So all you got to do is ask them a question and let them go. And typically they will, uh, they'll, they'll spill the beans on, you know, what you're looking and for. And I felt like an only child because my sister's eight years younger than I am. Yeah. So she was just a baby, you know, a toddler, young, young kid when I was in high school. So I almost kind of had that only child kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? So yeah. you both answered, I'm going to summarize y'all's answers. Okay. Repetition. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. That's what makes, right. that's, that's how you get better at anything and improve any skill. Right. Is you just do it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think, think you're going to get better at the art of communication without communicating. Like, yeah, you're not exactly. going to get better. We're going to, we're going to read about it. communicating and then. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I'll tell you another one that's like us. My son is an only child and he is a social butterfly and yeah. everybody, you know, he's one of those kids that wants to be with his friends all the time. And he's, He's kind of got whatever that is in his personality that I guess he picked up from me mm -hmm. that he's very outgoing, very, you know, never at the house, always out with his buddies, yeah. always wants to be with his friends. It's a, it's a, he has a very sales orientation in terms of personality. Conversely to that, like, like he, I don't remember the last time I saw that kid play a video game. Like, yeah. you know, you, then you've got the kids that stay at home in their mom's basement and play Dungeons and Dragons all day or whatever. And, you know, if you do that enough and you develop this introverted type personality, well, maybe a little harder for you to get out there and really meet people and, and get to know people and build relationships with them. So Definitely. there's something there's something to all of that. What about you, Bradley? Where, where do you stand in all this? You ask us. Yeah. So I think mine is probably... Yeah, I grew up working for my dad in the sun, literally being a ditch digger, post hole digger. And I remember thinking, man, I gotta, I gotta figure something else out. And, you know, when you're getting paid $8 an hour, no matter how hard you work, you still get paid $8 mm -hmm. an hour. I mean, th the short answer is repetition. But for me, when I started at Liberty national, I liked the fact that the harder I worked, the more money I made, which goes back to repetition. It was just like the more people I right. can see, the more I can do this. And so it was almost out of need of survival because I was like, hey, I'm not going back to this. So I need right. to figure out a way to make sixty, eighty, hundred thousand dollars doing this. You know what I mean? I do. But it's repetition. I mean, it's like the same thing with, you know, me in public speaking. Like I'm not a professionally trained public speaker, but I made a C in my college speech class, but I've done it so many times right. that it, you know what I mean? It's the same same thing with sales. Maverick, one thing I would tell you is there's an old saying that the winner will tell you what you did in spring and summer. Mm -hmm. 
And you mentioned turning the tap off and marketing and all that. Well, here's the ditch on the other side of that road is one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, oh, shit, the phone's not ringing. Yep. So there's a balancing act there between making sure you still got enough stuff coming in yeah, that, you, that, you, that you're not – because, you know, most salespeople, when the phone stops ringing – they start getting a little antsy, uh -huh. you know, they start getting a little, Oh, what's going on? Why? Why? I'm yeah. not going to, I can't sell anything. So you have to kind of have this balancing act, especially as a one man show where, you know, you, you don't want too much business coming in, but you also don't want the phone to stop ringing either. No, you, you're exactly right. I know that whenever I first got an entrance at farmers, they always said, Hey, you want to get to a point where the phone phone rings in, you're not calling out. Right. We've definitely gotten to that point, but like you said, it's definitely being cognizant of um, making sure you keep that phone ringing because you don't, you know, I'm always, and you guys understand and everyone listening, we're always working, you know, you know, a couple weeks in advance. I'm not working on what I'm selling today. You know, that's been in the works for four or five weeks. And so um, it's, it's one of those things that you always have to stay in front of it. And, and uh, definitely technology helps out a lot with that, you know, agency zoom, those type of things, staying in front of your pipeline and, and working it is definitely a good way to do that. In my and opinion. the bigger accounts you start working on, yeah. the longer that lead time. I mean, Bradley and I both have accounts in our agencies that we've worked on getting for a year or two yeah. or three. And you still, you know, sometimes with the, the bigger stuff, especially yeah. if it's commercial, you know, you might have three or four or five years that you yeah. work think, on something. I think one of the biggest things too, with successful and not successful producers, you know, anybody can write an account, yeah. right? The beautiful thing about our product, everybody buys it. Every business owner buys commercial insurance. Every individual buys personal insurance. And I've seen producers time and time again, they'll have a big month. And then the next two months are not good. Yeah. Yeah. Because of one of two reasons, either they rested on their laurels. Like, Hey, I had a big month. I'm going to take it easy. Yeah. And that affects you 60, 90 days down the road. Or they spend their whole month working on that big account and not, not spending time. Actually, you know what I mean? I'd rather right. have, the producer that's consistent every single month and doesn't have the big spikes, but it's just because mm -hmm. it's going to be better for them and it's going to be better for the agency. Sure. But that consistency and constantly showing up and following the process to me is where you really win long-term, not trying to hit, hit a, hit a streak, hit a run, hit a good lick where you do three or four big accounts and then take the rest of the year off. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Hey guys, it's Bradley. Look, are you tired of spending endless hours searching for potential business prospects? Look no further. With Leo, you can gain access to a whopping 40 million businesses. That's 40 million prospects in just seconds. Say goodbye to painstaking searches and hello to efficiency. You guys know I'm all about efficiency. Leo just isn't about speed, though. It's about accuracy, too. With Leo's cutting-edge tools, you can validate new producers faster than ever before. No more wasted time on unreliable data. Leo's got you covered. But that's not all. Leo empowers you to carve your own niche market using unparalleled data insights. Want to target specific dates for workers' comp? Done. Need to identify brokers or carriers to focus on? Leo has your back. And here's the icing on the cake, guys. Leo lets you search prospects based on size, revenue, dates, violations, and more. The possibilities are literally endless. Step into a world of business possibilities with Leo. Revolutionize the way you connect, target, prospect, and succeed. Don't miss out. Join the Leo community today. Go to meetleo.com, and when you go to book a demo or reach out to them, put in the how did you hear about us field that you heard about them on the Insurance Guys podcast or IGP for short. 
you'll get 20% off. Talk to the folks at Leo. Highly recommend them. Thanks, guys. Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect Insurance. Join the AC, the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50 plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator and you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys and you get six months. That's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, www.acfree.org, and let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. Maverick. I see here where it talks about my early launch into a family-owned business. What was that? Yeah, I mean, I uh, my wife is not in the day-to-day actions, right? But I could not do what I do without her being a part of Bicenergy Insurance. When I go home at night and I need to talk about, you know, what's going on at the agency, I need to decompress. She's the one listening. She's the one, you know, sitting there saying, baby, you're doing great. You're, you're growing this asset for our family, you know, those things. And so right. um, truly like, she's not the one fielding calls. She's not the one writing policies, but it's every bit of her business as it is mine. And, and yeah, that's how we approach it. And that's how, yeah, yeah, definitely. Is the secret mm-hmm. weapon not a supportive spouse? Oh, for sure. When you're for doing sure. that, running a business or, or being an entrepreneur, like having a supportive spouse, like is a hundred times more impactful than not. Right. Yeah. That was the hardest thing about my first marriage. My first, when I started my agency was my first wife. I just, I'm not going to say she was unsupportive, but she was just very, how's the best way to put this? She'd rather you go get a job. No, she just wasn't. Didn't get it. 
just wasn't uh, either way. She was just very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, n- neither way really cared either what <clears> – <throat> didn't come to Christmas parties, didn't none, none of my – I remember my, some of the people that I still have on my team at I Protect Insurance will tell you that uh, periodically they would say, when are, when are we going to meet your wife? Like they didn't even know wow. who she was. They knew her name. They'd seen her on like maybe a Facebook post or something like that. But she was just very neither supportive or unsupportive. She was just kind of there. She was, I mean, there meaning she wasn't there. She was just doing her own thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think he's on to something there. I think having a wife or a husband who is supportive of what you're doing and shows some level of gratitude, which is what I got from what you said just a second ago about her saying, hey, I understand that what you're building is for our family. I get it. And that means a lot to people, whether you're a a husband, a wife, whatever, somebody is, is communicating to you that I understand your, the hard work you're putting in. I understand why you're doing that. And, uh, I think you're both right. I think it's, it's, it's very, very important to have that type of support to help you keep rowing the boat mm-hmm. down the river. You know what I mean? For and sure, also for hold sure. your feet to the fire too. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think a supportive spouse is not just the person that tells you you're doing great and everything's fine. They're also can probably be the person that says, Hey, this, this isn't working. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta pivot. Yeah. My wife is my biggest critic for sure, yeah. which I want it that way. I mean, oh, dude, heck, I, I went, I, hate I, went when, but, I went and played basketball in the middle yeah. of the week last week and she looked at me dead in the kitchen and she said, are you making the right decision right now? And I was like, you know what? Well, I've already done it now. But no, it probably wasn't a very good decision to go play basketball in the middle of the week. So I appreciate yeah. you checking me and it won't happen again. So I, it's uh, she's the CEO, that's for sure. I'm so more nervous when Laurel's in the audience when I'm speaking than <laughs> not because I know she's going to tell me everything that I shouldn't have said. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you all one thing. I had a damn trainer when I first started with Nationwide up in Ohio gets up on stage and starts telling this story about how his wife was such a huge part of his success when he owned an agency. And he starts telling this story and he said, uh, he said, yeah, when I first started my agency from scratch, I'd come home every night and my wife would look at me and she'd say, what'd you sell today? And I thought, damn, I've had the same conversations around the dinner table with my wife. And I, and I, and to me, I think I was like, well, that may be just a little bit over, you know, when you come home and your wife, first yeah. thing out of her mouth is like, what'd you sell today? What'd you sell today and how much? Yeah. It's almost like reporting to the principal's office at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going a little yeah. too far with it or not, but uh, it works for some guys. I'll tell you yeah, that. Definitely. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I've never told this before. So alpha, when I worked there, they had something they called the scoreboard. It yep. was mailed out to every agent's house. And it was, it looked like it was black and white and it was like six pages. It was just folded over. It was a little book about the size of a regular sheet of paper. And it had every agent in the company's production on it for the month, Ooh. for the last month. Yes. And it went out to everybody's house. They still might do it. Um, every now and then I'll have some, actually, I do know they do it. It's every now and then I'll have agents and send them to me. And it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, addressed to whoever's husband or wife. No, 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 no. It, it came said, to you. It came to you. But when I started at alpha, my, I was 21 years old 
my driver's license still had my parents' address on it. Mm -hmm. So they mailed it to the address on the driver's license. Mm -hmm. So I would go over to my parents' house. My dad would be kicked back. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Huh. So you only did... Mm-hmm. 22,000 in premium last month. Keep in mind, he does not sell insurance, so he doesn't know what 22,000, but, but like he knew where you were. On he knew where I was ranking. 20, what, hey, you, son, you finished, you finished 40th out of 62. Mm-hmm. You got to kick up the not pick it up a notch next you. month. Hey, yeah. what, if, what if they sent it out to like the spouse and then it, on the thing, it had instructions in red that said, please review this. And if your husband <laughs> or wife, yeah is not in the top 10, please feel free to chew their ass. Yeah. You can definitely get into some HR issues doing that. However, uh, you know, when you're at a captive company, you know, you, you, you see, you see a lot of like old school, gnarly sales manager tactics that, that are, aren't always kosher. And it seems a little more competitive too in that environment. And, uh, there was a sales manager at that company that I don't know that he got in trouble per se, but he, you know, we had our incentive trips and he would email the spouses of people who were not on time to make the trip and say, Hey, we're going say, to hey, Nova hey, Scotia. Hey, you're Kim, not going. Hey Kim, we're going to Alaska. And right now your husband's not Bradley, on that, track. That is the most brilliant thing I have ever. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think it's an it. HR issue. I think it's gnarly. I mean, and I, but I will say the agents that worked for him hated him for that. Oh, it, oh, I'm I th- sure. I think it kind of had the, a negative, a little bit negative. Hey, I, hey, I think Kim, a better solution would be you send an email out to the spouses who are on time. Hey, Kim, uh, looks it looks like here we're going to Vienna this year, and you're not going. That that was kind of <laughs> how that was kind of how I it was. Scott about that. That was kind of how it was. I saw one of those emails, but I think a better solution would be. This is how I think you do it, and it be a little bit more leaderly. You email the people who are the the spouses of the people who are on track. Say, hey, congratulations, your husband's on track for this trip to Nova Scotia, sure. so that they keep up, or, or your wife is on track for this trip to Nova Scotia, so they keep up the pace. And then you email the agents, right, and say, hey. I email. I got to email these other people's wives and and, and husbands, and they were real excited. Right. I really want to include you. You know, I think that's how you do it more from a leading from the I, see, front. That's I, a better I way. I understand to what you're saying, and I completely disagree. I think <laughs> we should go one step beyond what he did, and in highlighted in bold Times New Roman in 14 font, we should say, "Please withhold sex from your partner." <laughs> Until they get on track, I will let you know when they're back on track. This is going to be the best Instagram clip ever. And that way, there would be some selling sons of guns. If that, yeah. if 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 you can, Maverick, can you imagine? No, if some yeah, old, that would be awful. Some old boy uh, emailed your wife and said, "Please withhold sex from Maverick yeah. until further notice." I'll be working twenty four seven. Maverick could be there at one o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh, we gotta, we gotta call this son of a gun back. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna email Kim and say Scott just really hadn't been performing well on the podcast. <laughs> Withhold coitus from him for a little while. That 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 is brilliant. I I want to start doing that now. That is unbelievable. I can tell you without a doubt, my my spouse would not be a fan of that at all. <laughs> But you know, I'm. Mean, it, it is one way to you talk about how do we motivate people, and basically that guy at that nationwide academy that was telling this story, 
I mean, there had to be some level of not wanting to go home knowing that your wife's first question out of her mouth is how much you sold today, right? I mean, or, or wanting her to feel like – you wouldn't want to go home and go, well, I didn't say anything today. Well, that gets back to, like, primitive – Go sleep like, in your car. <laughs> pri- primitive, like, caveman – yeah did you kill something today kind of your family doesn't eat if you don't you know what i mean i think i think for me it was it was very much you know hey maverick we took this chance on you you know we're we're uh we got three kids what are we doing here like we're gonna give it you know i said let's give it a year let's see if we can get this going luckily i mean obviously we got it off the ground and it's going but you know it was very much so that it was more so not that she wasn't you know, thinking I couldn't do it or anything, just making sure I was staying on track and saying, Hey, we took yeah. a risk as a family on this. This is, you know, we're approaching this as a full family business, like I said. And so need to make sure we're doing the right thing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, it is for me, at least a lot of pressure when I have stuff, I, when I need to bring the bacon home for something out, like, so like right now we're building a house. I've only said that about 18 times over the last two days. Well, it's I'm extra motivated right yeah. now to make more money to sure, put, yeah. you know what i mean yeah and so i think when you have the outside element of hey i have to do this thing and provide for this thing and it it is to me extra motivating in the company because my you know i'm not money motivated if it was up to me i'd probably not still not be paying myself and i'd be putting everything back in portal and i still don't pay myself a ton but i'm not money motivated so sometimes i need that little extra like Hey, let's make the decision that makes money today. Well, not the one that, because because I'm always going to default to the long game. That's just the way my personality works. Well, to to your point, uh, and this is kind of a brutal story in some ways, but you asked me earlier about. I said I worked for this publishing company when I got out of the Marine Corps. Uh-huh. The guy that owned that publishing company told me one time, super smart guy. He was the one that told me one time, he said, Scott, I'm going to tell you something. Your friends can forgive you for just about anything except success. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of great, I mean, one-liners, yeah. but he told me one time, same guy. He said, I was talking to him about something related to getting married. I think I was thinking about getting married at that time. He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes, I encourage all my salespeople, get married, go get a mortgage. Yeah. Go buy a brand new car. Go buy your wife a brand new. I encourage all that. Yeah. Well, what he was really saying was, go get in a bunch of debt. Yeah, exactly. So now you're going to have to work your ass off. So I had a buddy that was working for a company, and he called me wanting to know if I thought he should buy this house. Mm-hmm. And it was a fine house. Uh, it was yeah. it was the house of a former NFL football player. Yeah. That's how that's kind of, yeah. you know had a right. had a recording studio in it, rap sure. studio, wine cellar, all that kind of stuff. And he said, well, such and such said that she thinks I can afford it, mm-hmm. the boss. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, of course they think yeah. I can afford it. But right. they want – yeah, you know what I mean? You locked in then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the person that, that doesn't have as many bills and is not overly mission-oriented is not going to try to – Sure. They're, they're going to make just enough to get – in a lot of cases. Or they have – or or, and it's kind of what I told our last podcast guest you know, uh, when you don't have all that, you have more freedom. You have more freedom to just pick up and go start your own independent agency or do whatever you get you a $780,000 house and a $26,000 Amex bill and a wife and two kids and a Bernadoodle and a white picket fence and a swimming pool and a 2023 Raptor. 
before long you're locked in and you ain't going anywhere because you can't go backwards to go forwards does that make sense definitely without filing bankruptcy right what's yeah well it's like you know i've had the the person work from you know people work for me before that wife's a doctor mom's a doctor dad's a doctor yeah i couldn't motivate them sure and a lot of that was my fault sure but it's like you know what everything's good why you know Yeah. How yeah. do you how do you get somebody in here to sell when uh, mom and daddy gave them a fifteen million dollar trust fund? Yeah. You you think they're gonna come in here and knock the bottom out of it every month when they don't they're getting they're a, gonna knock the bottom out of it? It's just gonna be on the golf course. <laughs> What's funny? Please clip that. That's the funniest thing he's ever. It's so true. That's true. I mean, what you don't have the 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 internal motivation at that point to to come into work and sell insurance or do anything because unless you're somewhat mission oriented something um, unless you've got some type of internal thing that just drives you for some reason other than money yeah exactly and in that particular instance i would think a person that had a situation like that would be in an industry that was more non-profit oriented maybe mm-hmm. helping yeah helping uh homeless people or 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 uh, well, it's, it's the reason non-profits get to pay their employees way less than other than Right. Uh, private sector or other companies would do it's because they get them goal oriented towards the mission and it's like oh yeah i'm willing to, to make 20 percent less to further this mission 100 percent, you know 100 percent. um it's something that's their passion and the person that's working there that's already you know got the whatever mm-hmm. uh, i think you need to try to find that in your agency it's hard yeah but you find that mission of hey this is the thing we're trying to collectively accomplish well that's also the other another great job relative little different situation here but the guy that's the doctor that's the neurosurgeon his wife's a real estate agent well she's a real estate agent because she wants something to do but she doesn't have to make money but she sells three or four houses a year and it but if she doesn't sell three or four houses a year it doesn't matter she's still driving a mercedes and the two people i feel the most bad about when i see this on linkedin when i see the person right now mm-hmm. that's hey i decided to be a real estate agent and i'm like oh my gosh like yeah. this you understand right. this is like the worst time to ever right. say hey yeah i want to be a real estate agent and the other one is and maverick you probably can agree with this you too scott you see the person that's working for the big company mm-hmm. on linkedin it's like congratulations john smith for five years at right xyz carrier yeah john yep. stone smith adams yeah. Boyette and associates, and you know they treat their employees like crap, but that person's yeah. making too much money to leave. They got golden handcuffs. I feel yeah. so bad right. when I see that on LinkedIn. And I'm like, golly, if you could just take a step back for a year, mm-hmm. you could be somewhere you'd be way happier. But but the reason why is exactly what I've just described. You mm-hmm. get the private school and the yeah. Mercedes and the eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage, and before yeah. long it's like well, hell, I I can't I can't do Dude, that that's, now. That's why I quit I Alpha. It. When I quit Alpha, I mean, I was making high high hundreds. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if I don't do this now, I'm not going to be able to because right. pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, I had a daughter, but right. pretty soon, Laurel and I are going to start having kids. We're going to build the big house or buy the right. big house. Right. We're going to get nicer cars. I've got to do this now, or I'm right. not going to have a chance. Right. And that was I, the exact conversation I had with my wife because it was like, you know, we're 23 years old. We just got out of college. Right. If, if this doesn't work out, I mean, I still have a long way to start over. It's not a big deal. So yeah. right. um, I think taking that leap of faith is the scariest decision to make, but also the most necessary decision to make. Well, and, and two, you know, the 
Yeah, 23, you can live in a one-bedroom apartment yeah. and uh-huh. drive yeah. a 2002 Honda Accord and yeah. And it, and you're just another 23, you know, you're just another 23-year-old, yeah, but exactly. get you about four kids and yeah. an yeah. $800,000 house with a swimming pool and all the nice stuff and the Bernadoodle. Well, now Scott, that's a whole new Scott thing. He hates that dang Bernadoodle. He I hates know, that Bernadoodle. I, I so you get my it's the same right. reason why I tell people, and, I, and I'll tell you this, most agents, when it comes to hiring in-states people, they do one of two things. They either do it from the beginning or they do it down the road. It's harder to do it down the road. The longer you're in this without yep. hiring somebody else, it's harder because you have to rip that Band-Aid off. Unless you scale really fast, which you very might because you're an awesome agent and you have VAs and you know how to scale. But unless you scale really fast, you you about usually have to take a, a step back in income. Right in order to hire that person. Well, yep. to me, it's harder to do that than it is just to make a little bit less money. You know, you're you're going to be broke the first year you start the agency. You might as well be a right. little bit more broke and hire somebody that helps you scale it faster. Isn't and, it? And, and, that's a great point. And, and the younger you get in it, I think the better. Because like everything he just said, the older you get and the more stuff you accumulate and kids and wife and duh, blah, blah. Maybe you got an ex-wife and now you got child support. Whatever, it just gets harder and harder. I'll I'll tell you this, guys. I am so jealous of the two of you, especially you, you little son of a bitch, because you're like 26. Can you imagine where I'd be right now if I was 26 years old, if I'd done started this when I was – I didn't start this till I was 35. I would probably trade – And then started over at 40-something because we went independent. I'm I'm 35. I'd probably trade – I know what you're going to say. Everything we've built at Portal to be 26 and Maverick right now. Like, Well, I'll tell you guys, that's something that I tell myself on the Tuesday when I have 25 service tasks to do. Yeah. That right. every agent I talk to says, I wish I would have started at 26. So it's yeah. that that you know light at the end of the tunnel for me. So I appreciate you guys saying that because it's uh, you know, there, so there's hard days, but it's it's like I know how big the uh, but, the but you have to remember that too because there's some 68 year old person looking at you saying, man, I'd trade everything yeah. to be 50 year old Scott Howell. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's all relative. And the other thing too is like with modern medicine and stuff, we're all gonna live a lot longer than we think are. Except you, you might. I don't know about you but 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 me and maverick are going to live a lot longer Definitely. than we think we are mm. you just got to take Definitely. your blood pressure medicine mm. scott left his blood pressure medicine in huntsville so he's down here oh right. man that's Maybe not good is, but you want to close right. us out maverick we love you brother anything we can do for you you let us know okay Seriously. i appreciate that guys yeah tell your wife we said hello i i will i i want to meet her one of these days if i'm ever over in oklahoma which don't bet against that i'm a threat to show up for something I'll come by and see you and spend some time. We'll go to lunch together one day. I'd like that very much. Make Let's do happy. it. My grandpa was from Arab, Alabama, so maybe I can come that way. And no way. Really? My, wife, yeah. my wife's from Arab. Hell, we might be kin, brother. Good Lord. We might be. We might be. Um, There's only about 50 people there. So we live uh, <laughs> We live between uh, – we live 15 miles uh, north of Arab in a little community called Pine Ridge, uh, Union Hill community, and um, – yeah, my grandpa yeah. graduated from Union Hill High School back in the day, long time ago. You know what we so, should do? Union Hill High School. Union Hill School from my house driving is 30 seconds away. That's awesome. 30 That's seconds. Awesome. We need to start, as a joke, but actually do it, a Pine Ridge <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and, man. But everything know. we do online, we act like it's serious. But Pine it's really Ridge a Chamber big of Commerce. Yeah, that That's would be funny. interesting. I cannot believe 
that your kin folks are from Arab, Alabama. They ain't many yes. folks know about Arab, Alabama. Still got a lot of family over there. All the brigettes. I'm serious. Yep. As, I'm serious. As, hold on. Let me write that down. What are, What are you gonna do when I find out Maverick and I are kin? Huh? What are you gonna do then, Bradley? Me? Yeah. I mean, I'll have to pin pin him as your replacement. I guess. I, I, I talked to my father-in-law tonight. <laughs> I'll I'll ask him if he knows any. You said uh, Burgett's? Burgett, B-U-R-G-E-T-T. Yep. They used to have an old country store back before I was born. My mom and uh, aunt always talk about going to it. So that was probably back in the 70s, 80s. They had a store there. Okay. Yep. As you were listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and as I end every episode, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big, bad world. Make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college fund, for your parents and in-laws that are struggling out there. Go make money for them. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Maverick. Maverick we love Appreciate you. it, guys. Guys, you were listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. And we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.